Every October for the last maybe four or five years, we've been doing this thing. We'll take a Wednesday night in October or November and do a poetry night in youth group. And usually I can get at least a few of the students to, you know, write something original. Uh, we've had people do like a rap before or just a, a poem that they wrote. Some of these are serious and some are, are just kind of silly. And that's fine too. Um, usually poetry night is a good mix mixture of, you know, laughing and crying and serious and silly. And, uh, and it's kind of perfect that way. So last night was no exception. Um, there were some very uh, touching, heartfelt moments and uh, some uh, laugh out loud kind of moments. So uh, anyway, what I'm going to share with you this mo morning is my original poem that I wrote for Poetry Night. And just to set that up, I wanted to write about something, you know, this is not something I do very often, but I wanted to write about something that inspires me, something that brings me joy. Um, something that is bigger than myself um, so this is what I decided on so just to set this up I want to tell you this quick story so in the fall time little Debbie makes these uh, snack cakes that they just call fall party cakes um, I don't know if you can get these where, where you're at but uh, you can get them here but you can only get them here it seems like you know you'll see them in the store one or two times and then you, you just don't see them anymore it's like they're gone um, so I did see them in the store and it's like uh, oh hey there's the fall party cakes I like these these are my favorite and I grabbed like two boxes of them and brought them home well, one day when I was taking a bath, uh, apparently the kids got into my fall party cakes and uh, came out and there was nothing left but two empty boxes. So I was heartbroken. I was devastated. Um, but out of that grief and sadness <clears throat> came this poem. So uh, please enjoy my original work, Fall Cakes. Fall cakes, fall cakes, a perfect day your taste makes. If I had one, I wouldn't lack, but there's two of you in each pack. Chocolate cream fills you with grace, while autumn sprinkles kiss your face. When I'm down, depressed, and sad, your hexagon shape makes me glad. Little Debbie, how I love you for making my fall dreams come true. Alright, so there you have it. Now, I know that really doesn't have anything to do with church or, uh, you know, religion or anything like that, but I uh, just thought I would uh, get that off my chest. Um, but there, no, there really were some good... Um, poems that people found or, or wrote and uh, some really good heartfelt moments and it was a good time we enjoyed it and uh, looking forward to doing that again next fall 
Anyway, this kind of leads me into a topic I want to discuss a little bit today, which is creativity. Um, where does creativity come from and, and what use is it to us? And when I say us, I'm, I'm kind of looking at this from the perspective of a Christian, um, someone who kind of looks at things through the lens of, of Scripture. Um, because I think creativity for a long time has been something that a, a lot of Christians have turned away from, uh, and I think it's really been a disservice to us. So uh, let me talk about that for a little bit. Creativity, imagination, innovation, uh, what role do these things play in the life of a Christian or within a church? I think they should play a very big role. Um, and I'll tell you why I think that. When we look at the Bible, the very first thing we learn about God, the very first uh, attribute of His that we learn is that God is a creator. Um, we, we read the first two, three chapters of Genesis and it's all about God's creativity. Um, you can just look around the world, you look at all the different uh, animals and plants and the, just the diversity of everything in our, and just this, just this planet, not to mention the, the galaxy, the universe, um, but just on this planet, and you can see, uh, you know, God's imagination and his, his creativity at work. Uh, he could have easily just made kind of everything look the same and 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 just been done with it. But uh, just he took the time to just make all of these different uh, plants, animals, different terrains, different continents and oceans, and and just the the wonderful creativity that we have around us. It's, it's amazing if you really look at it. And you know, then we learn after we learn about his creation. That he creates man and it says he created man in his image and I don't believe that means necessarily that he created man to look like him physically but that he created us to um, to be like him uh, to, to share a lot of his attributes and one of those attributes that we share as, as humans is that creativity we've got something inside of us that wants to create we've got this imagination uh, where we want to uh, to make something new, to uh, to do something that no one else is doing, and I believe that is something that God placed in us. I don't think that's uh, part of our sin nature or anything like that. I think that's something that God gave us. Now, certainly there are people who take um, take that creativity sometimes and allow it to be perverted and used in ways that it shouldn't be used. But in general, if we're being creative and we're exercising our creativity and we're using our imagination and, and coming up with things, I believe that glorifies God. And I don't even think it has to be like Christian stuff in order to glorify God. So if you get a blank canvas and you paint a, you know, picture of a, of a landscape, you know, think about like with Bob Ross or somebody, you, you paint some happy trees and, you know, a mountain or a cabin and you paint this, you know, beautiful picture. I don't think you have to put crosses and, you know, religious symbols in it. I think just the picture itself and exercising your creativity, that in and of itself glorifies God because when you're creating, um, 
you're doing something that he made you to do. So in the past, I feel like, you know, Christians or the, maybe the church as, as a whole would reject creative mediums um, almost immediately. So, for example, when, when radio was like a new thing or when TV was a new thing, um, I feel like there was a large majority of the church who probably just said, um, well, that's, uh, that's of the devil and we're not going to have anything to do with that and just rejected it offhand. Um, now maybe, maybe not everybody, but I feel like that was probably a large percentage of uh, Christians back in that, in that time. And now today we look at, you know, we look out at, at Hollywood and the things that are coming out of there and uh, the entertainment in industry and we say, man, how, how is this so bad? Um, why is there so much junk coming out of here? And I think we've got to take a little bit of responsibility for that and say, you know, maybe if we had not rejected that when it came out and just handed it over to Satan, uh, maybe we would have more of a voice in there. Maybe if we had embraced some of those new technologies and uh, kind of tried to get our foot in the door when they were new, um, it wouldn't be uh, the way it is today. Um, so obviously we can't go back and change any of that. <clears throat> but... I do believe as Christians that we can look to new technologies that are coming out today or you know maybe not brand new technologies but things like uh, social media things like anchor uh, or any any new uh, mediums that are coming out and blogs and things like that and uh, not just look for the negatives of that but try to think you know imaginative imaginatively if that's a word it's a word I made it up um, try to think outside the box try to be creative and say how could how could I use this uh, to glorify God how can I be creative with this so let me kind of give an example of what I'm talking about there's this guy named Scott Cawthon um, you probably never heard of him, but when I finish telling this, you've probably heard of what he's done. Um, Scott, from an early age, says that he wanted to make video games. He just had this passion and desire to make video games. He was also a Christian. And so he, you know, just naturally uh, decided, well, you know, I've got to combine these two things and make Christian video games. And he did. He made uh, several Christian-themed video games. Uh, he made Christian theme um, animation um, and you know and, and he says this I'm not saying this about his work but he says that all of that you know that he put years and years and years into um, it was all basically a failure and it did nothing um, it w he was just about to have to just give it up and, and work full-time and, and you know not do this thing that he had a passion for which was creating video games uh, one of his games that he created got terrible uh, reviews and one day he was uh, going out there and, and just kind of reading some of people's reviews on this game that he made um, and one of the things that he read was that the characters it wasn't meant to be a scary game or anything but somebody said that the characters looked really scary and that they looked like scary animatronics and 
of course, reading these bad reviews, he just began to get more and more depressed and uh, just kind of angry and kind of questioning things. One day he decided to make a game just for fun. He said, you know, it's not going to be Christian themed game. It's something I just want to make for fun. It wasn't that he was turning away from his faith or giving up on God or anything like that. He just wanted to make something for fun, for his own, you know, just enjoyment. Um, and he made a game kind of based on that negative review that he read about his characters looking like scary animatronics. He made a game called Five Nights at Freddy's about a, um, pizza place with animatronics and the animatronics, you know, are scary and come to life at night or, or something silly. Um, now you've probably heard of the game Five Nights at Freddy's, especially if you're like me and you have children who are under the age of 10. Because Five Nights at Freddy's is now one of the biggest, most successful kids video games um, out there. I mean, it's up there with like Minecraft and Roblox. I mean, it's it's huge. Um, in fact, you could go to your local Walmart and you can find Five Nights at Freddy's t-shirts and, um, you know, kids' pajamas and stuff like that. It's, it's, um, it's enormous. And so what I'm saying is like this guy, he felt like he had to take this, his creativity and, you know, kind of force faith into it. And when he did that, he just... It wasn't successful. He was nobody. Nobody knew who he was. But now, he just exercised his creativity and created something. It, it really didn't have anything to do with his faith. But now he's very famous, and he has a, a very big voice. A lot of kids know who he is. And he's very open and, and talks about his faith a lot. Now he's got this huge platform, um, if he wants to use it, to, to share his faith. So... I'm not saying that's always that you can never combine your creativity with your faith. All I'm saying is you don't necessarily have to force it all the time. And there may be times when you want to create something that just uh, is just fun to create. And I do believe that even that stuff, God inspires us with that and, and places that into us um, and allows us to, uh, to use that creativity <clears throat> and that imagination. So just to sum it up, what I'm saying is that we're creative because he's creative and he made us in his image. So be creative today. Um, exercise that creativity. Sit down and turn off the electronic devices and just use your imagination for a little bit. Think about what you might want to write or what songs you might want to make, what, what you might want to draw, what you might want to paint what video games you might want to make, um, whatever it is, uh, man, it just comes in so many different forms, but exercise your creativity today. Intentionally make some time to be creative today. And I think what you'll find if you'll, if you'll do that every day is that it's very healthy for us spiritually to be creative and to exercise that creativity Maybe you're working on something major like, you know, writing a book. Maybe it's something small. Maybe you're just going to write something in a notebook. Nobody's ever going to see it but you. Um, maybe you're going to write a, a really stupid poem about snack cakes. But 
whatever it is, um, you know, it, it, it's valuable, it's a good exercise, and I believe it's something we should do every day. If you have a little bit of extra time, I want to encourage you to head over to change.org, sign the petition to make fall cakes available year-round. I know you think I'm joking right now, but I'm not.